So prayer. As we're on this journey together, committed to journey deeper in our faith, Part of the element, one of the elements of journeying deeper that we discussed in our vision casting, casting series was the invitation to spiritual practices. And through spiritual practices, we literally practice the way of Jesus together. I have never been a sports girl, but if I were and I wanted to play basketball, I would shoot lots of free throws, Right? You're not making me feel very deep in the power of prayer. I fully believe that my father is a living, breathing testimony of the healing power of prayer, stage four melanoma, six months to two years to live. That was almost 20 years ago. I believe in the power of prayer. But I also believe that prayer, if it is minimized to a genie in a bottle, we have missed the point of prayer. You see, sometimes our genie doesn't deliver the way that we think. And so when that is all we believe about prayer, disappointment follows, confusion follows, and sometimes disillusionment follows. And so I'm before you saying, church, there has to be more to the gift of prayer than what we can tend to stop at. And so throughout this month, we're going to unpack some some layers, and my prayer is that we might be recaptivated by the gift of prayer, and that we as the people of God at BCC might be infused with passion to practice prayer faithfully. And so today, I'm going to lay a basic paradigm And you know me, I always got to embarrass myself with some singing. So let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. All of you who sang are my best friends. Really, I have no better place to go to than literally the beginning of God's story to kick off this series in Genesis chapter 2. Allie, at the beginning, or before I preached, read from Genesis chapter 2, and so we're going to zoom in on a couple specific places. First, Genesis 2, verses 19 through 20, and verse 25, hear the word of our Lord. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky, He brought them to the man, and the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. Jumping to verse 25. Now, the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Now, church, we pause for a moment. We insert sin. And we continue on. Genesis chapter 3, picking up in verse 8. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord, wa- the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. 
I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. The word of our Lord. Perhaps this feels like a really strange spot to go when we talk about prayer. I promise I have a point. I want us to paint a picture, imagine together what it might have been like to be, to be in the garden with Almighty God. In this perfectly serene place where all is right. Let's highlight a few things that we notice from Scripture about the experience in the garden. The first we see in chapter 3 verse 8 that the people walked together with God. They walked with God in this beautiful, majestic place. The, the closest thing I can relate it to is like Hawaii, being in perfect weather in Hawaii with God himself. It would be amazing. It says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. See, that's important because they heard a sound and they knew that it was God walking in the garden. And that tells us that they had experience walking in the garden with God. They had moments in the garden to where they knew what it sounded like when God was there. Y'all, I know that's legit because I know I don't look like it, but my dad has drugged me through so many woods on hunting trips. And you know, you can tell the sound of somebody walking just by the way their twig, their foot crushes a twig, amen? They knew, they walked together with God. Another thing that we noticed that's important, we read it in verse, chapter 2, verse 25, the people felt no shame. They were in the garden with God and they felt no shame, Another thing that we notice in chapter 2, verses 16 and 18 is that this gift of being in the garden with God is God spoke really clearly to them. In the verses that, that Ali read, he said, do not eat from this tree. This is what will happen if you do, right? He spoke very clearly. And so, Based on this picture we've painted of the garden, this beautiful space where you walk with God, where you feel no shame, and and you're able to hear clearly from the Lord your God. I'm learning something about prayer, and I've come to believe this, church. This is in your notes. Prayer is our opportunity to walk in the garden with God. Prayer is our opportunity to walk in the garden with God, to taste Eden, to to feel in this life what it might have been like to be in the perfect setting, in a place where you have friendship with God, where there is no shame, where you can hear the voice of God. That is the gift of prayer. It's an opportunity to walk in the garden with God. And I think, church, boy, I hope that every time you step into this space, you feel like you're stepping into Eden with the people of God. You see, think of this beautiful garden 
with the one person in the whole wide world who could literally love you no more. The one who releases you from all shame. Imagine going to that place in the midst of a chaotic and disorienting world. That is the gift of prayer. This picture of prayer broadens this spiritual practice beyond a transactional thing between us and God. I say this, you do that. Based on our prayer requests. And so let's think about being in the garden with God a little bit more. Let's, let's reword what we've just noticed about those moments in the garden between Adam and Eve and God. And maybe we could contextualize it a bit today. What did we see in the garden? What might we experience in the garden with God? And so I think, church, in prayer, we experience these three things. The first is friendship with God. When we practice prayer, when we experience the garden with God, we get to experience friendship with God. Now, let's just make this real for a moment. I don't know if y'all noticed that Adam named the animals. Did you, did you catch that part? Now, erase from your mind the terrible modern-day renditions of this happening, and let's get real. Friendship! They've been hanging out together. I wonder, church, if the interaction between God and Adam when they're like naming animals was something more like this. Animal. Oh, I don't, I don't know, God. Cat? Oh, Adam, that's perfect. Cat. Okay, here's another one. I don't, I, just throwing it out there, God. Alligator? Yes, that is perfection, Adam. I love it. Best name ever. I don't know. Friendship with God. If that were me and Mark trying to name the animals, he wouldn't have been nearly as nice. But it would have been fun. But they had this friendship with God. There was no shame. I mean, alligator. God probably didn't make fun. I would have been like, Pfft. no, Mark, no, alligator, really. But they had this friendship with God. There was no shame, no hiding. And as I think about this garden place with God, I, I think about Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5 that has stumped Christians for centuries where Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. And we're like, oh, okay. How do I go through life? And I just wonder if, if this concept of praying without ceasing looks a lot more like do life with God without ceasing. Commune with God without ceasing. Let God into every nook and cranny of your life without ceasing. Maybe the 
this concept of prayer looks a lot less like knees on the ground and hands like this, which you all know I love to kneel in prayer. It does something to my heart, but maybe it really looks a lot more like vibrant friendship when we expand it based on scripture. So I think when we go to the garden with God in prayer, the first thing that we experience is friendship with God. The second thing that I think we see and we experience is this, guidance from God. You see, in the garden with God is the place where we can hear God's voice the best. It's a place of familiarity. It's where our friendship is born. And we notice in that story of Adam and Eve, that God spoke clearly and directly in the garden with his friends. There were no riddles. There were no tricks. God said, this is what's bad for you. This is what's best for you. And this is what will happen to you if you choose otherwise. And so church, I think we have to recognize that prayer is indeed our lifeline, in the sense of it's, it is the place where communing in the garden with God, we hear from God. And so we get guidance from God when we live in this place of prayer and communion from him. The third thing that I think we see is this. In the garden with God, we receive acceptance and love from God. I want to read Genesis 2.25 because, uh, again, we've read it a couple times, but this is so significant to me and quite mind-blowing. Genesis 2 verse 25 says, Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Church, I don't think we have any clue what it feels like outside of God to feel no shame. Shame is such a strong tool of the enemy and it impacts so many of us. But you see, when we get into that quiet place, that place with the Lord where we can bear all and be all to God, there is no shame because of the acceptance and love that God gives. You see, in the immediate context, that in that verse, the, the, the word literally means bare-skinned. So in the original language, it means they were unclothed and bare-skinned, but the same word was used in context with the concept of shame. So here in Scripture, they were completely bare before the Lord, but they felt no embarrassment, no shame. That's the beauty of being in the garden with God. I remember, you guys, I'm a pastor, so please, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say this, and I feel like it paints the wrong impression, but I did go to Hawaii one time. And yes, it was expensive. But the only thing that I compare it to is that I remember the first time we got off the plane in Hawaii, it was like we were just far enough away from my church on a different island. It truly felt like we were on a different planet. And I remember feeling like in the beauty 
of the garden aisle, every weight of pastoral ministry just left my shoulders. It was like this transportation to the Garden of Eden. And that, I think, is the gift that prayer is meant to be for us. That as we speak to God, as we commune to God, we are literally transported to a place where our burdens are lightened. Our identity is rooted in God. We know that we are loved and accepted and feel no shame. If we think about the concept of shame, it means that they felt no emotional distress in the presence of God. Praise God for that. No emotional distress. And so church, I I think at its core, remember today is all about laying this foundation. Prayer fosters an environment, a, a friendship with God where we can be completely vulnerable, vulnerable before him, and feel no shame. We can expose our sin, our hurts, our challenges, our fears, and be met with perfect love. And so as we think about prayer throughout this series, I want us to remember this. Prayer is the one place we can go with no shame and bear our souls before the God who loves us and wants to heal us. In prayer, in communion with God, we get a taste of what Eden must have felt like, being in the garden with God. And church, when we pray together, when we come together as the people of God and we enter into prayer, I'm not sure there's anything more beautiful because we together as the people of God get to walk in the garden with God. And so my prayer, as we unpack this picture of prayer, is that we might learn to live in the garden with God, in this posture of prayer, experiencing friendship with God, experiencing love and acceptance from God, and the guidance from God that we all need. There's a line in Psalm 23. If you're familiar with Psalm 23, give me an amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Towards the end of of that chapter, the psalmist says this, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And you know, I think sometimes when we picture that, we see ourselves timidly sitting at a table, like ready to still block arrows because we're in the presence of our enemies. But the image that Psalm is painting is dining in the peace of God at a table with your favorite person, completely unaware that the presence of the enemy is around. Flames might be going over your head, arrows barely missing, and you're clueless because you're in the presence of God. That is prayer. The gift of prayer. That is being in the garden with God. 
and I think all of life, of our journey in faith together, is about getting us back to that place where we're experiencing the beauty, the perfection, the goodness, and the peace that God has for us as we walk in friendship with our Lord. I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward and prepare to lead us in a time of reflection today. As we go throughout the coming weeks, we're going to unpack more of what this looks like. We're going to talk about the power of prayer, that we do believe that in prayer, healing happens. But we're also going to talk about the gift of being quiet in prayer. Being still enough that you might hear from the Lord. And so for a few moments, as the worship team leads us, I want to invite you to go to the garden with me. As we have some moments with one of my favorite worship songs, this is like my heart song. When I need the Lord, this is the song that comes out. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. So as we sing that song in worship and we make space with the altars open, would you go to the garden with me? Perhaps chaos is happening outside. Perhaps you are in the middle of a war right now. For a few moments together, I think we can experience the goodness of being in a place of peace with our Lord, where we lay our burdens down and feel no shame, where we confess our sins and feel no shame, where we admit our doubts and feel no shame, and where we hear the guiding voice of our Lord together. So as they lead us and we sing this song, I pray you picture the most beautiful place you've ever been, beyond your imagination, and you recognize that God is there meeting you with his peace. Would you stand with me? Let's just invite God into our time together. God, we thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you that we know you long to walk with us, to talk with us, to be in friendship and communion with us. We know that your intent is that we might hear your voice, that we might receive guidance from you. And God, we know that in that sacred space of prayer, your hope is that we might feel the acceptance and love that you have for us. And so God, would you meet us in this place, in this stillness before you, for a moment, may all our cares and worries melt away. And may we just bask in the fragrance of your presence and receive your peace. To the mighty name 
name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.